on episode 471 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Be careful where you buy your games. Persona 5 Scramble Demo is out, sort of. And are there too many Fire Emblem characters in Smash? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. What's up? This is John from Atlanta, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. On Saturdays, I record a bonus episode that is all about whatever you want me to talk about. Use the hashtag AskRJS on Twitter. That's A-S-K-R-J-S as in Ask Run Jump Stomp. A-S-K-R-J-S on Twitter. Or join the community Discord server by joining or by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Gregory B. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right. Before we get started, I want to thank everybody who has joined the mailing list. That that list is growing very, very quickly, and I'm having a lot of fun writing the little blurbs and finding the gifts that go with the story. So if you haven't already joined yet, it's super easy to do. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash mail and join today. It's the free video game newsletter. comes out every couple of days and uh, has some cool video game stories in it, along with some hilarious gifts. So make sure that you join up. And thank you to everybody who already has. All right, let's start off with this story from Vice, and it's uh, it says here, the pursuit of cheap video games has been getting Switch owners banned. What? That seems like an inflammatory, an inflammatory headline. Can't possibly be true. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is true. Let's find out. Let's hear what it says right now. Uh, it says that some Switch owners bought a code from a, uh, a website called GameFlip. All right. Now, and GameFlip is essentially an online marketplace where anyone can sell codes and other digital items. And then shortly after buying said code on GameFlip, the customers discovered that Nintendo had banned their Switch account, which prevented them from accessing not only the game that they had just bought, but all previous purchases. They contacted Nintendo Customer Service Department, and users were told there was nothing Nintendo could do about it. The company had little help to offer, and the bans stayed in place. Now, first off, if this is true, the idea that Nintendo would say there's nothing we can do, that's just the that's the instantaneous reaction of a low-level consumer, uh, customer service representative. Like, they they literally can't do anything. They don't have any power, any ability to do anything. So when they, when they tell you that, the first thing that you should say is, can I speak to a supervisor? Don't be a jerk about it. Be nice. But just say, can I talk to your supervisor? I would like to escalate my, uh, my ticket. Uh, so because they have very little power at that low level, 
their default response is just is just going to say that uh, sorry we can't help you. Higher up, maybe they can. However, um, uh, Vice has a source uh, that spoke on condition of an on anonymity. Well, that was hard to say um, because it's you know against the rules to talk about Nintendo's internal processes. And here's what they said: uh, There's this updated policy. After someone shows proof of attempting to dispute the original purchase and pursue a refund, Nintendo can lift the ban. All right, so here's what possibly happened. All right. The person who sold the key, they also said, hey, this, you know, this is fraud. Somebody stole my key and then wanted to use it. So now new, now two people are fighting over the same key or something. And I guess Nintendo updated its fraud policy. And there's some internal do- uh, documentation um, that says basically the user who sold the key then tries to regain access to their accounts and all the games that were purchased on it. However, they just banned the users and there was no recourse. Um, so this can, uh, so if you want to get your, if you bought a, listen, first off, don't buy codes at these places like that. Uh, there's reputable sites or sites that I trust sites like, um, now I can't remember. Uh, it starts with an A. It's like one of the best video game sites on the internet because it always, like they always have some cheap stuff. What is it called? Somebody in chat, please help me. Humble Bundle. I got it before they told me. Humble Bundle. Uh, not Amazon Vaxer. Uh, Humble Bundle is a great site. But Humble Bundle doesn't take codes from just some schmo down the street that's like, hey, I got a code for this game. I'm going to sell it to you. Like, that's not okay. That's not how it works. They get codes from Nintendo or they get codes from the publishers and then they sell them at a really cheap, um, a, a really cheap price. Um, Joel Mead is saying cdkeys.com. I think that he's probably trolling me. I'm going to hover over it and it's not doing anything. So I'm guessing it's not right. Anyway, let's go back to the story. Um, According to the updated policy, after someone shows proof of attempting to dispute the original purchase and pursue a refund, Nintendo can lift the ban. Um, This can happen by attempting to get a refund from the seller or the website where the code was purchased. So you have to get um, a refund from the original place that you got the code, or you can call up and dispute the charge with the card holder, uh, or I'm sorry, with the bank. the game downloaded with the code will no longer be in your library, but you can purchase it again, hopefully this time from Nintendo. Uh, the official stance is that Nintendo is dedicated to providing its fans with fun and welcoming environment. To that end, we take steps necessary to prevent fraudulent activity. Fans interested in purchasing digital content or codes to download that content can always do so through the Nintendo eShop, Nintendo.com, or from authorized retailers. They don't want you going to unauthorized retailers because guess what? That's a great way to get your um, uh, to get first off your credit card stolen, right? And to not get the game that you're trying to buy. You know what this reminds me of? And 
sure, maybe Game Flip or whatever this game is, uh, this site is, maybe that is a, a an authentic place and everything is on the up and up. I don't know, but I've never heard of them. So me putting in my credit card into that site is not going to happen. Like that's just crazy town. I would never ever do that. I only deal with websites that you know have been around for ages and ages and everybody use. I'm just way too nervous about put about spending money on the internet. Maybe that's because I'm an old man. I don't know. It's a possibility. I am pretty old. Anyway, uh, I would just avoid it. Avoid buying anything that is not from official sites, you know, because you're going to get, you're going to get your switch banned. And God, if I had my switch banned, like I have, I, I don't know how many games I have on here total, I'm probably not on here total, but all of the games that I have, there's just so many. There's there's at least 200, probably close to 300 at this point. And to have all those games taken away from me because my Switch got banned, it's just not worth it. It's not worth saving a couple of bucks by buying a third-party key that somebody probably stole. People in chat are making fun of how old I am. Joel Mead 24 says, Bill is so old, his social security number is 5. Joke's on you. It's six. Thank you very much. All right. Moving on, uh, let's talk about something you can get on the Nintendo Switch eShop, and that is Persona 5 Scramble. Uh, If you don't know what this is, Persona 5 Scramble is essentially... uh Uh-oh, hold on. Stay here. All right, here we go. Uh, Persona 5 Scramble is a, uh, a, a, a heroes... Not heroes. What's the... A warriors style game. Uh, so, so think Hyrule Warriors. Think, um, oh my God, I can't remember the, the oh Fire Emblem Warriors. Like these are some really, really fun button mashy uh, tactical games. They're incredibly fun. And Persona Five Scramble is the same thing, but in Persona Five's uh, universe, which is cool, I guess. I'm not super inch. Okay, let me rephrase. <clears throat> Normally. I would not be super interested in Persona 5 Scramble because I don't care about the Persona series. I know that they're incredibly popular. I know that people say that they're wonderful JRPGs, but I've never played one of them. So I'm not super excited about it, except the fact that it's another Warriors game. And I really like the Warriors games, which is weird. I'd never played one before. This is a very long running series. Uh, I've never played one before, until I got Fire Emblem Heroes, and I really liked Fire Emblem Heroes. Then I got distracted by something shiny, didn't get back to it, and then Hyrule Warriors came out, and that one, because it was based on Zelda, it just pulled me into it, and I ended up finishing that. And for those of you who've been watching or listening to the show for a really long time, you know I don't finish games. So it must be really like Hyrule Warriors must be pretty phenomenal for me to finish it. And, uh, it is, it's, it's an amazing game. So Persona 5 Scramble is basically that same kind of, uh, of gameplay from what I understand is that you are, it's a, it's a Warriors game in the Persona universe, which means that you are going to be surrounded by hordes upon hordes of enemies that you have to defeat and you have some crazy uh, abilities that allow you to take out uh, scores of enemies with a single uh, swing of your sword or whatever. 
Well, if that sounds cool and you want to check it out, the uh, the demo for the game is available now. However, it is only available on the Japanese eShop. Now, you might be asking yourself, self, I don't live in Japan. I'm guessing that most of Bill's audience doesn't live in Japan, and you would be correct. Most of my audience doesn't live in Japan. However, I do have some listeners in Japan. I'm, I've got uh, we have listeners of this to this show all over the world. Uh, so there are some people who are in Japan who are like, "Yeah, all right, something for us," which is great. Um, but guess what? Your Nintendo Switch is the first home console from Nintendo. That is region-free. That means you can play Japanese games on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, No matter what region you're in, you can play them if you're in the Australian region or the European region or the North American region. All you have to do is create an account, uh, a Japanese Nintendo account, and that really involves coming up with a new email address. Thank you, Gmail. And then once you have a new email address, when you make a new account, you use that email address and they say, what country are you in? You say Japan, and then you can try it out. So you can download and try out Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, even if it is not available in your region because Nintendo made the Nintendo Switch region free, which is awesome. I love that they did that. Uh, In fact, it's, it's helped me get some review codes for games because... A lot of uh, a lot of games on the Nintendo Switch, they don't get a lot of uh, demo codes to give out to uh, reviewers and content creators like myself. So what I did is I said, well, I, I'll take an Australian New Zealand uh, code instead. And they're like, okay, cool. And so then they give me one of those codes instead of saying, oh, sorry, we're all out of North American codes. Uh, so there's a little little hint for you if you're a content creator uh, like me. Uh, so if you try Persona 5 Scramble and you really, really like it, let me know what you think. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in trying it out. I think I'm just going to wait until it comes to the, the Nintendo Switch eShop because, or or the uh, North American eShop, just because I got a lot to play right now anyway. And most of it is, is not on Nintendo Switch right now. But I, I still have Pokemon. I still need to play more Luigi's Mansion. Uh, I've got lots to play. And uh, Persona 5 Scramble, for me, can wait a little while. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we're going to hear whether or not Mr. Sakurai thinks that there are too many Fire Emblem characters or sword users in Smash. Stick around. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. And uh, this is actually very interesting. There's a tweet or uh, not a tweet, a post from Mr. Sakurai that has been uh, translated by, oh, BK2128. Or, oh, no, it's uh, Rio Kutya 2089. It's a a website that regularly posts uh, information about Nintendo from Japan. And uh, they they took the the post and they translated it. And this is what Mr. Sakurai has to say about this idea that there's too many Fire Emblem or too many sword characters in the Smash Brothers series. So uh, it says here, the new fighters were not decided by my own favorites. They're brought by Nintendo. That is not new news. We've known about that for a really long time. I think from the very first start, when they started with the Fighters Pass, I believe that Sakurai said, don't tell me you the ones that you want. Nintendo has already told me who to use, and they've given me a lot of flexibility with how I use them, but he's not picking the characters. Nintendo is telling him who to use, and I think that that's perfectly fine. Uh, It's their game after all. He says, this time I'm bringing the experience to play as the protagonist of a game you can play right now, right away. So I tried to start working on a title where the original game was still in development. So he went to Nintendo and he says, do you have games that are still in development. I want to make sure that that we can like cross promote, you know, between two games. And Nintendo said, "Yes, I do." Or "Yes, we do." Use this character from Fire Emblem. Here you go. So, here's what Mr. Sakurai continues to say. He says, "I understand as well there are too many Fire Emblem characters and also too many sword users." Now, I don't know that translating between English and Japanese is not like super exact, like it's, it's difficult, you know, and that's, you know, why I don't do it. Um, so he, you know, this translation may be like a literal translation of what he said, but it may not be the essence of what he said. And so the way I read this, and a lot of people are saying that Mr. Sakurai is saying, yeah, there's too many, but the way I read it is, I understand that you feel that there are too many Fire Emblem characters and too many sword users. Like, that's how I read that statement. That's not the literal translation, and I can't translate it better than anybody else. That's just how I'm guessing. If I were to guess, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, But anyway, he says, but it has been decided like that, so I just proceed as it is. You know, Nintendo tells me what to do, and I do it because it's their intellectual property. Makes sense. You do what your job is. You do. You do what your bosses tell you to do. He says there are other things I must think about more. And then he says, since there are so many sword users, I like to br- or I bring in tactics exclusive to each fighter. And I I have to say that this part I really agree with Mr. Sakurai on this. In that each character, yes, there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters, and and sure, Roy and Marth feel very very similar, but the rest of them. 
they feel fairly unique. Yeah, they have a sword. Yeah, they all kind of look the same. And that's really my biggest issue with it is they all kind of look the same. Um, But overall, I feel like each Fire Emblem character plays very differently from the others for the most part. I I, I really think that that's fair uh, for him to say. So at the end of the day, is it a big deal that uh, there's a bunch of characters from Fire Emblem? Not really. And have I complained about that? Yes, because I would like more representation from other parts of the video game industry. But at the end of the day, Mr. Sakurai is doing what Nintendo tells him to do. On top of that, he is also making sure that, yes, they're all Fire Emblem characters, and yes, they're sword characters, but they feel and play differently from each other. So does it really matter that they're Fire Emblem characters? I just personally, I wish that they looked different. I wish that they didn't look so similar because, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a filthy casual when it comes to playing Smash. I just hop on Pac-Man and I throw fire hydrants at people and I throw fruit at people and I attack with ghosts. And that's that's what I like to do. I don't really play all of the other characters, although I do... You know, I have subscribed to the Fighters, or not subscribed, but I did buy Fighters Pass 1. I will probably buy Fighters Pass 2 just to try out those characters because I want to support a game that I really, really like. But when I play and I go up against some Fire Emblem character, because they all look similar, I always say to myself, which one am I fighting? I can't remember how they behave. Uh, J Harley 17 in chat says... I think the Astral Chain characters would be a cool addition. And while I agree, because they're kind of cool, they also kind of look like Fire Emblem characters. You know what I mean? Like there's that they've got that that aesthetic about it. So I don't know that 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 makes I don't know that that would be a good addition. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least for my problem with it. Joel Mead twenty four in chat says it definitely took me a while to tell them apart. And. uh Joel Mead 24 also says they definitely decided on the characters ahead of time. The same thing for Fighters Pass 2. So we're not expecting to hear about, like, don't start tweeting at Sakurai. Oh, I want Waluigi or I want this or I want that because he's not making those decisions. Nintendo has made those decisions and they've made those decisions ahead of time. So there's nothing that you can do to change it. So if you aren't happy with Fighters Pass 1, then my advice to you is don't buy Fighters Pass 2. If you are happy with Fighters Pass 1, then by all means buy Fighters Pass 2 or just wait, find out what comes later and you can buy the characters one at a time if you really want to. Uh, At the end of the day, I don't feel like the addition of the new characters has uh, been imbalanced And I don't feel like it's pay to win to get those other characters because there's just so many characters in Smash that you can always find one character that counters another really, really well. Uh, I know in um, uh, Smash for Wii U and Smash for 3DS that Bayonetta was incredibly powerful and uh, the meta favored playing as her. But I feel like as a casual person when it comes to these games... Um, I feel like the balance is pretty good 
on um on Smash. It's not not to say that you can play any character and always win, uh, but you can find a character that plays the way that that gels with your style, and you should be able to do pretty well, and you should be able to win about half the fights that you fight. Uh, especially if the ranking system and the matchmaking system work pretty well, which in my opinion they do. Now, if they could just make people use Ethernet instead of Wi-Fi, uh, that would be really, really cool. All right. I want to talk about this game. It looks really cool. I haven't bought it yet. I'm on the fence about buying it. I've got a lot to play right now. But uh, Dark Crystal, the Age of Resistance Tactics... Uh, which is basically a tie-in with the recent Netflix series, is now out. Uh, which is kind of weird because the, the the Netflix series came out, it feels like ages ago. I think it was actually last September or something like that. And I just assumed that this game would come out alongside the, the, um, the series on Netflix. But they decided we're not going to rush it. We're going to wait and we will uh, uh, finish our game and we will launch it when it's ready. And I think that that was a very good thing to do because that allowed them to make sure that their game was ready. I, I don't know. I haven't played it. I don't know if it's fantastic. I don't know if it's terrible. Um, but they could have rushed this in order to meet a deadline and shipped a broken game. I have no idea if this game is broken or not, um, but the fact that they took their time and did not launch it um, at, at the same time as the the series on Netflix, I think that that's commendable. If you are curious, what exactly kind of game? What what kind of game is it? Well, it is it. From what I've seen, it's very reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics, and when I say that, a whole lot of people sit up and and pay attention suddenly. They're like, whoa, really? Final Fantasy Tactics. That's just from watching the video. That's not from playing it. That's that's just from what I see in the video. It reminds me of what I've seen in Final Fantasy Tactics. And I think that a lot of people, that would be enough to get them to pick it up. It's $19.99 on the Nintendo Switch eShop. I have not played it. It is a single-player game, and it came out yesterday on the Nintendo Switch, 5.1 gigabyte install uh, file size. I just wanted to let people know about it because you might be interested in that kind of game. All right, Uh, let's look at the time. I've got five minutes left. I want to talk about one thing really, really quick. There are rumors of, um, of Mario Kart 9 coming to the Nintendo Switch. This comes from the same source that has told us that uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is delayed and won't be coming out later on this year. So we, you know, it, it's a source that has gotten things right in the past. That's uh, new Wabi Sabi on Twitter. Uh, so Sabi has told us things in the past and have those things have come true. Uh, does that mean that they have inside information? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. We don't know. But they tweeted this out. It says, Breath of the Wild 2, where's my show button? Breath of the Wild 2 is taking longer than anticipated back during E3 2019, so it doesn't seem like it's going to be this year's holiday release, which adds more credence to that to the major title I was referring to in a tweet the other day. 
Neither are set in stone yet, so take this with some salt. The more likely one has tires. And so everybody says, tires? That means Mario Kart 9. And so here's my question to you. We've got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I've been saying this for a very long time. What could Nintendo add to Mario Kart 9 that could not be accomplished by simply releasing DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The graphics on 8 Deluxe are already gorgeous, and I really can't imagine them making it look better than it does because the art style that they use, you hit you hit the ceiling for graphical fidelity pretty quickly. Uh, so what can they add to Mario Kart 9 to differentiate it from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? What I would prefer is to just add more tracks. Just sell me more tracks, sell me more characters, and I'll play a whole bunch of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. If you bring out Mario Kart 9 and it's not wildly different than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, then what you end up doing is bifurcating your player base for no good reason. It doesn't do anything unless there's something wildly different about the two bifurcating your player base is a bad idea. That means that some people will stick with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Some people will move on to Mario Kart 9. And in both games, it will be harder to get a match than it would already be. So it would be better if they just brought DLC. In my opinion, I've been saying this for years. It would be better if they just brought DLC to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe until we get to the next uh, console from Nintendo. That's how I feel about it. You can tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, Use the hashtag AskRJS, and I may talk about it on the show. Uh, I've got one minute left. So that one minute left, I'm going to say that I've been enjoying more Hypercharged Unboxed. I need to play multiplayer in order to really progress because the difficulty ramp has really uh, taken off, and I got my tail kicked yesterday. So I need to play some multiplayer in that game. Uh, But it's really cool. And I just wanted to warn people that if you're not going to be playing with other people, then you're going to be running into difficulty issues. Uh, It's pretty, pretty hard. That being said, I really like this game. I like the movement. I really like the controls. And at the end of the day, I love the setting. So uh, hypercharged, unboxed. I'm a fan. I just need to play some multiplayer. All right. Become a part of the community by joining the Discord. There's over a 1,000 people in our Discord. Make sure that you join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can also watch the show live with all of the awesome chatters who come and hang out uh, with us every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me through uh, Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag AskRJS. And don't forget to sign up for the mailing list over at runjumpstomp.com slash mail. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. The music that you're hearing right now is Cornarius Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I will see you guys next time. Until then, stay awesome. Bye-bye. <laughs>